takes a couple. It always <laughs> takes a couple. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, boys and girls, the RDN Roller Show is back in your lives once again. I know it's been probably like a three-month hiatus. Really haven't done too much, you know, content on the RDN side. But, hey, the RDN Roller Show is back. I'm ready to give you guys some content. So, Anth, got Anth joining me on the East Coast. He's still in Jeff Dahmer's basement. Not really sure where he's at, but how's it going, Anth? How's, I mean, how's the last, like, three months been going? I know you got Piha started up and stuff. I know you got some other news, but I don't know if we're going to announce that. Yeah, we can announce it at this point. So I will be an official roller dad. Hey, <laughs> gonna be having a boy in the uh, springtime. So that's uh, some big news, I guess. Um, it's kind of just been like all I've been really focused on, honestly. It's just like doctor appointments, things like that. But yeah, then the fact that this guy is gonna be surrounded by like thirty-five uncles at the rink and all the guys up here—they're all pumped too. So. So you said this guy, so you know the you know yeah, the gender. Boy. Yeah, it's a boy. Sorry. Oh, cool. Yeah. There we go. There so Kev, you know the RDN crew. Two of the three are already are roller dads, and they got yeah. boys. I'm just I'm just so out you're here. Next. Yeah. You're next. Yeah. Next. Alex is gonna find out the news, and you're gonna be getting pressured in you know next couple <laughs> of years here. But um, he'd, he'd probably play soccer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably with background, <laughs> you know, since you're a gringo and all, you know what I mean. But absolutely. Um, well, huge that, congratulations. Yeah. That's absolutely unreal. That is really yeah. cool. Um, so, but other than that, still just sticking with the roller. Like we got our leagues going right now. It's not our great division, so we might hear a bunch of pucks off the glass. But um had pie high yesterday up in uh rapid fire they got a new steel map floor so that's nice because they needed one pretty bad Kenny um, and the steel mat has taken over yeah it's taken over for sure and and that rank that floor was so i remember talking to jay about it they needed it bad so um so just got back we had like a four-hour commute home because of new york traffic it was brutal so dragging a little bit today but i know you guys started your pie house season two you guys had an interesting start to the season to say the least with the demon dogs really coming out of that championship win from last year just putting it to whoever you played next so yeah well uh so yeah pie started here the boys already on demon dogs uh defending you know pie pro champs um we started our season i would say like about a month ago our first set was against the royals so out here on the west coast it used to be the prowlers you know a lot of the boys from the demon dogs used to play with them um they had you know we we left two years ago, but last year was their last year. They folded team went two different ways. One team uh, went and made the uh, Parker Royals and the other team was the mile high blizzard. Um, we played the Royals the first set and um, you know, they had, they had some good names. Uh, Patrick Pagolsi was their goalie. Uh, you know, they brought out Zach Zena, you know, uh, Seth Swenson's nasty, always from Colorado. Uh, but you know, we won eight to one and then we won, uh, I think it was like 15 to one. Um, yeah. and it was, uh, that was the end of their season. They quit after that. And so we had to restart the pie house season and we played thunder about two, three weeks ago. We split the series, um, with them. So, uh, yeah, you guys with them, right? Yeah, you know, it's uh, I think anybody knows that playing down in the springs, playing against the Thunder and, you know, Yoder's home rink is always a tough one, especially. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a tough one. But season's back going. Um, you know, we got rec league going here and everything. And the boys, everybody wants to know when the next Mile High Showdown's coming, when we're bringing back another tournament and stuff. We've been so talking about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to plan that out a little more. But we're excited. Um, you know, more uh, rollers kind of back. You know, I feel like from – not up, even October, but you know, as soon as State Wars kind of in mid-August to November, it's really kind of just like a, 
it's I guess your off season for roller, season. you know, um, take a break, you know, you don't want to just tire yourself out consistently, consistently, consistently. So I feel like we're kind of now getting back into, you know, winter nationals is coming up soon and stuff. Yeah, it's nice. I want to, I do want to bring up going back to pie off for a second. I got to give your team like a dedication award. So you guys practice every morning at 7 a.m. on, or not every morning, every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Yeah, right? Sunday morning, 7 a.m. We just, we're recording dedicated. this right now on a Sunday too. We just got back from practice. Uh, but yeah, the boys, we practice 7 a.m. Parker Fieldhouse Sunday mornings every morning. I mean, the ranks um, sweet. And you guys, and it sounds like you guys get pretty good attendance too, which like can sometimes be everyone's tough. there. Yeah, for a Saturday yeah. night. Guys, Two goalies. Know. Dwyer showing up every morning, 7 a.m. Joy showing up every morning or every, you know, both Sundays. Uh, and, you know, it's it's awesome, too. You know, dedication to the, you know, the wives as well that are, you know, part of the team. Like, I, I think, that. yeah, just like with any hockey team, I think there's a lot of dedication goes with just your family and stuff. And for these, like, you know, wives to accept a 7 a.m. practice on a Sunday when they probably would rather just have family time or something. Yeah, so it's huge. So it's a pretty big dedication. Shout out to, yeah, you know, just, I mean. That's like, every hockey team, though. I was just going to say, like, any guy at this point in, in their life that's playing hockey, and guy and girl, it doesn't matter. Like, your dedication to hockey is still, like, it creates structure in your life, but then your spouse has to kind of adjust to that structure because if you lose that structure, it's like a player, you and I, like, we'll go nuts. Like, we won't know what to do with that time anymore. So, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's kind of a balance of opposites, right? Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's funny. I, when I started, uh, you know, my, my girlfriend's from Mexico, she didn't really know what, you know, hockey was. So she's just like, why do we have roller hockey every single weekend? I'm like, oh, it's, you know, it's just the thing. We, it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, all right, let's get into some other news. We have, you know, we have a, a cool interview coming with some people from Europe, some, uh, you know, pours pro champs as well. But first, uh, I think, you know, one of the biggest things that's happened in the last couple of months, other than, you know, tournament announcements is there's a new roller hockey rink in North America. And it's not just a roller hockey rink. It's, you know, ran owned by Nasher. And, you know, that is a, it's a huge advocate for the sport. It's tremendous for uh, ice roller growing the game in any kind of fast facet way you can think of. Um, and it's really cool. It's called the heat wave arena, Columbus, Ohio, I believe it's opening up in February. Um, but that is like one of the biggest things I think that's dropped and it's, you know, that's huge. You know, you see the dangled do dojo, uh, opening up, you know, now you see a, you know, another, you know, just another hockey rink opening up. It's, it's good for the game. It gives more places for players to play. Yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Anytime we see anything in roller hockey, a new rink with all the ones that shut down over, you know, <clears throat> before COVID and, you know, into COVID a lot of rinks shut down. So the fact that there's one opening back up, and, like, he posted a little teaser video, I guess you would call it, and the place looks like it's going to be sweet. As far as, like, the structure itself, it's clean, it's big, so it looks like it's going to be a pretty sweet place. And then I think, you know, more so even that, like you said, putting hockey in Ohio and Columbus is going to be huge because I feel like that's not a huge roller hockey market, but with his name, he should be able to pretty easily grow it out there, you know? So it's awesome what Eton's doing out in, you know, in California with the Dangle Dojo. They were, I saw last night they went live. They were doing like dodgeball events. So he's, he's on a whole different wavelength. Of what I think they're, I think they're live right now. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's literally live. Like I, I always get the notifications, but he's doing a great job too. He's got, I know he extended his ring, so that's pretty cool too. So now they're doing those um, roller jams where it's like little two-on-two -two tournaments. Did you see so it's going to be um, – dude, this is actually going to be really sick. It's Eton versus Swaggy P. Uh, they're yeah, doing I saw that. A roller jam. 
Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, that is going to be cool. That's it, just like, it's just, you know, something you would never kind of think of about a couple of years ago. And yeah. now, you know, it's just like, you know, Eton's, he's the goat, man. He, he, he won the he like coffee the business. He did. Yeah, he was the original, like, a social media star for roller hockey, right? Like, yeah. all those Reebok commercials and stuff and doing all the videos. And I remember when he, like, played in the coast, he had, like, shootout goal and, like, that went viral. So, like, just one of those things where he's been doing it for so long. And now he's gotten back into it with, you know, his, his business, right. With the coffee company and that together. So it's uh it's cool to see like that looks sweet. I wish I had something like that around here, like the little two, one, two, three, B three type of rank, but yeah. Well, um, let's uh, move on to the next, uh, you know, big next topic. We got uh summer nationals dates have been announced, which um, you know, I, pretty standard times, nothing overlaps, anything tours comes first. Narch and then stay oars. Um, you know, the locations two out of the three stayed the same. Uh, tours is staying in Florida, Narch is staying at Irvine, and uh, state wars is going to St. Peter's, Missouri, which personally one of my favorite. I love those rinks there well. uh, for their 20th anniversary. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of I and, and can't forget the wish cup, the wish cup June 1st through the 11th, which the boys are going to be there. Um, you know, huge shout out to Colby. Uh, you know, we've, we've been talking to him for the last couple of months, trying to figure out some stuff we want to do there. So we're going to, we're going to be doing some pretty cool stuff there. I'm sure we'll announce it early in next year, but, uh, it's going to be fun. You know, all-star game stuff. We're going to, you know, help out with, you know, maybe some live podcasting stuff, interviews, um, and just some other stuff. So that's, that's going to be a really cool, uh, event as well, too. We've kind of been planning for that one for like, if you think about it, a year, we wanted to get out there last year, just like was too quick to turn around, but it's like cool that we're going to finally, like, this is going to be pre-planned. We have plenty of time. We have months in advance at this point. And we've had a lot of cool ideas with how we want to present this and help Colby get this out there. Because one, we talked about it before. It's such a good cause. And two, he's bringing some, some big names in there, even on the ice hockey side of things like Kevin Engate, you know, like, yeah tons of guys that are playing in it um so it's it's a, definitely a cooler it's a cool event where it's like it's almost like there's these celebrities that are there for the kids as well which is awesome well, for them yeah they're the, the influencers you know and you yeah. have it's you know it's not you know that's one of the big things it's not like uh we posted that thing about the summer nationals and people are some people were like well i would consider this the fourth national it's not a national but it's definitely an event that needs to be recognized during the summer uh tours narch and state wars you know they they have their they they know what they're doing they've been doing it you know and the wish cups for you know make a wish foundation um and one thing i wanted to say about like people kind of gripe about the locations and you know to to a degree yes i agree i agree but that's their market they know where they're it's going to be it's a business and they're going to go you know yeah you look at a majority of those teams that play tours east coast heavy the majority of those teams that play narch West Coast heavy. You do have a lot of, you know, I mean, international teams that have came to Narch, you know, Chinese Tape absolutely ran the 10U and 12U plat division. But, you know, yeah, you can complain about the where it's going to be. But honestly, it's you're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what, who's not going to want to play at Irvine? Um, so, yeah. Know, and it always seems like State Wars is one that's always centrally located somewhere in the middle of the country that's, you know, somewhat easy to get to. Um, so they always have that kind of mix. And because they're the last one of the summer, I feel like they have that advantage where they can get, you know, maybe someone does tours and state wars or narch and state wars. So they're, they have that advantage, I think, you know, mm. where people can do two or three, maybe. So, yeah. but uh, it, there's, and you've said it before, there's nothing like narch and Irvine, especially for the guys yeah, that aren't playing. That's narch. <laughs> yeah. Like 
especially for guys like you and I who aren't playing there all the time. It is, I love going out there. Like just, I just think it's a great destination in general, like for vacationing, you know what I mean? Like I brought Kimmy there and like, she was able to do her own thing, you know? And like, I didn't, and I could still play and everything. And then, and Wesley Chapel's become, you know, a nice spot for tours because the bar's awesome. The main arena is awesome. You know, everybody has their challenges with tournaments and stuff. But again, another good area where Tampa is a great city to go out in. They build up that area in Wesley Chapel a lot where there's tons of stuff to do around there. Um, so it's another good destination that's easy to get to for most people. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Uh, no matter what, they're going to go. So bringing on some of the boys we're about to interview, um, you want to you want to introduce you know, who we're going to? Yes. So uh, we're going to bring on two guys that kind of were like a last minute add into the uh, the French Pro League here. We're going to be bringing in after the buzzer goes. Perfect timing. Frankie Jirak and Joey Martino. We've had Joey on a few times. We haven't had Frankie on, but I'm pretty close with him. He's from my area. This kid is an absolute character and a half. He was like mic'd up over the summer. He's they're like a superstar over there. So we're definitely going to have to bust his chops about that because uh, he's been in like every FMT video. So we're definitely mm-hmm. gonna have to break his balls, but um, but yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good one. We should be getting Dave and Jots go on as well. Uh, we haven't. There decade. might be a conference. huh? Joey, Joe, Joey's Zoom name's Decade. Joey, Decade. Joey is it? Is it? Yeah. Well, Jonsko is living with them as well, but I'm not sure if he's jumping on. Apparently, he may have had to do uh, something, so we're gonna see if we grab him. But he would be a first time interview, uh, for us as well. So I want what I want to know, and I'm sure they probably don't know too much, but we talked to Wakefield about this is um, what happened at the Italy league. There's something that happened to the Italy league. There's not as many team, like as many players that play in anymore. And yeah. that one team, Davoli, the team that Sigmund used to play with. Yeah. They're not in it. Um, yeah. I know Sigmund's moved over to the French league now with, you know, tell, but it's kind of, I don't know. It's just kind of random no. and weird. So I was looking at this because they just had their Super Copa, Super Copa this weekend. HC Milano beat Asiago, and I was looking at the like team pictures or whatever, and it really looks like it's heavily based just of Italian players and then European players as well. Like in both uh, group photos, I didn't see any American players on either team. I think, isn't Bernard on there? Jacob Bernard. Yeah, Jacob's on uh, is on uh, HC Milano. So he had texted me the other day actually, and he was like, you know. To, you know, just telling me about it and what he was going through, but they went out beating Asiago. So I think HC Milano's men's and women both won their Supercopa. But yeah, it looks like the Italian league, I know they limited how many imports you can have. Okay. So I don't know if it's, you know, if that includes just like United States and, and or North America or that European, I don't know how it works, but I know that they are really trying to keep it more based out of players out of Italy, which could be good for the organizations, I guess, and growing the game. But um, does definitely probably take away from the talent level a little bit. Yeah, I, I could see that happening. Um, all right, well, let's, uh, you know, let's bring on the boys for this interview. All right. Joey, Dean, Frankie, Jaira. You want to do the intro and stuff? Yeah. All right. Let's just kind of start, let's get into it. Be like, all right, boys, we're going to get into it kind of just, you know, yeah. we'll see how they're doing stuff. Just because yeah. I'd rather ask them the questions, how they're doing, you know, on that. Are you watching the game today? Are you watching like, huh? Can't hear you, dude.
Can you hear me? Boys, can you hear me? Anth, I can't hear you at all. You're not you're not talking. Can you hear me now? Uh, yes, sir. Hold on. All right. Boys, what's up? Oh, dude, what's going on? Are you at Nurk right now? I'm always at Nurk, bro. I fucking I got my dogs here today. <laughs> uh, why are you still there? It's back in the oh, that's, that's Joey D's best friend right here, Stella. Uh, she's hiding. Uh, that's your, that's your cuddle, buddy. Yeah, Dude, man, our, our team didn't win draft league, bro. Bro, y you left us. <laughs> <laughs> You were my first overall pick, and you bailed the second week of the season. And then Connor Farrell, Dude, Connor Farrell got a concussion. I lost. Looks like it worked out for him, Antha. Yeah, it worked out for him. Hi, right, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you miss me. I know you miss me. Yeah, damn right I do. I wish I could tell the stories from Checking for Charity Weekend, but we'll leave those off the table. <laughs> where's the Where's that uh six eight monster uh, Johnsko? He actually just walked to go get sushi. Yeah, he's not here. <laughs> he's, he's too cool. He's he even like yeah. messaged me. He like my personal account. He's like, bro, what, I want to get on the podcast. I'm like, oh, this is, is your chance. Make it back? Is he gonna make it back? <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, Anth, let's just get an intro going, and then we'll we'll get into this. And uh, yeah. Right. Cool. Cool. All right, boys and girls, welcome back to the RDN Roller Show. We're back with another interview edition of the show. We have, I think, a third-time guest and Joey DiMartino on uh, this time. And then we're getting our first time with the man, the myth, the legend, the guy they call Frankie Gyrak. He's been blowing up the internet all over the place over the past few months. So excited to have him on. He's a local boy as well. So Pretty close with both these guys. Um, played a nice tournament this summer. They're both on our team. It was a blast. So got to know them both a little more, and we're excited to have you guys on the interview here. But uh, how's the season been going thus far? So far, so good. Um, we've only lost, what, two games so far? Yeah, we weren't there for the one. Yeah, yeah we, we missed the first game heading into the season. But uh, all is good so far, you know, and – can't really complain. No so. complaints. No complaints. Frankie, how's it? This is your first time, like, living away from home? Uh, no, I played junior hockey for two years. Okay. Uh, so this is my first time living, like, in Europe. Yeah. How's so the experience, like, going for you Going for you so far? I know Joey's lived there for, like, two last past two seasons in Spain, but how's it going for you? I mean, honestly, it's been amazing. Uh, with Joey, it helps – Tremendously, obviously, because he's been here like a few times. Uh, we have two roommates that are absolutely like they do everything for us. They show us everything, so it's been really easy. Uh, but it's been amazing. So, who's who are the two roommates? Uh, well, we have David, David J, Jenko, and then we have he's not really our roommate. Uh, is one of our goalies, Ovi. Uh, he he just basically lives here though. So. He's like yeah. he's a quasi roommate. Um, yeah. Frankie, tell tell Rob real quick. I'm sure Joey knows, but tell him how quick the turnaround was from when you got asked to play in Europe and like getting your passport and everything. Like, cause oh, dude. you know, cause it was like two days you had to get a passport because yeah. you didn't have one before, right? 
Yeah, no, I didn't have a passport. And I was basically like in the middle of getting my passport. And then like, it was kind of like, uh, if I get it, I'll go. And if I don't, I don't, I'll just like stay home. But uh, I ended up getting my passport. And then the next day I signed the contract and then flew to France. That's sick. That's this, uh, this is all like after our draft league game on Thursday. Yeah. Like, Dude, what the hell? We're losing you? That's some rock star shit. That's yeah, awesome. That's rock star shit. Yeah. Joey, so what made you switch from the uh, Spain league uh, to come over here to the France league? Was it, was it Teed? Was it just, you know, living with him was just too much? or? Well, I'm just... <laughs> uh, I just needed a change of scenery. I, I felt like uh, before I stopped playing in Europe, like I wanted to, you know, get, get as much out of it as I could. And, uh you know get a, get a variety of different styles of hockey and I was honestly in the beginning I was trying to like as Ant, Ant knows this I was trying to play ice hockey and switch over like you know maybe get that experience too while I'm over overseas but that didn't really work out too well and then you know France France offers just kept calling so it's like you know what why not and here we are phone was hot yeah how did you get Frankie in then? Did did they like ask about Frankie or did you say like, Hey, my boy, Frankie Jirak wants to throw the jets on and play in France too. Nah, I, I mean, like, oh, I'll start. Yeah. Some, somehow they actually were just talking to both of us at the same time and we had no idea. So there are two time you guys. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> they they were like thinking they're going to get one of two and they get two of two. They're like, Oh, what a, what a treat. <laughs> Two for one deal. Yeah, yeah, but basically they really wanted Joey, uh, but Joey wanted to do the ice hockey thing, like he said. So he wasn't really sure if he wanted to do it or not. So then they, they texted me, and then Joey was still kind of – I don't think he was talking to him for like two or three weeks, and then they texted me. I didn't know they were talking to Joey. And then I said, hey, like, can I bring another, like, American with me? And they were like, uh, maybe. I don't think so. Texted Joey right away. I was like, yo, would you want to come to France? He's like – uh, maybe like yeah sure I'd be down for that like the ice hockey thing kind of fell through or whatever and then I texted my coach he was like hey we can't do it because of money and then like an hour later he called me and was like we can definitely do it I called Joey like, yeah you're like do you know who Joey Martino is yeah. uh, he, 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 he's pretty sick play team USA just one yeah. time bro did you watch tours at all like, yeah he's decent like come on we're dominant <laughs> Maroon's my liney. Yeah, 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 not a big deal. Well, boys, let's you know this. We kind of want to talk about uh, this summer too. We didn't really get a chance to talk to about the tours because tours happens, Narch happens, State Wars happens, and it, you know we we kind of try to wrap it up all in one, but it just ended up being about Car Shield, the one we did. So um, we kind of want to talk about your guys' run at tours um, first. Who orchestrated? the signing of Pat Maroon that whoever, if that was VO, that's just like all time, just like GM moves off the charts. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, it's a, I don't know the full exact story, but like, it wasn't even like Pat had nothing to do with it. Like it was all, <laughs> uh, I think, I think like his brother, Phil was basically GMing him. Of course. Like, well, yeah. That's the, Phil's the man. That's what Phil does. He's like <laughs> yeah. the only roller hockey player who has an agent. Yeah. <laughs> That's so Phil. So v, I'm assuming like uh, VO and Phil talk to each other, and Pat's like, Yo, I'm in Tampa. Like, why not? I'll throw the Jets on. Yeah. I think, I think we weren't even like the first option, actually. Like, they, 
they talked to Black Ice and Car Shield before us, and they both of those teams said no. So then, like, once he came came around to us, then we're like, hell yeah, like, you can't say <laughs> no. Yeah, why would you say no? Yeah, the smallest division yeah. we can use the size too. Yeah, yeah so well, like, you, go ahead, Anthony. I was say, you guys were a little light for tours, like, um. Didn't uh Berger didn't make it right, and he didn't qualify for playoffs because he had like flight issues and stuff. So you guys were a little bit light. Yeah, a little light. First time having like eight guys, but it, like actually benefited us in the end. Like we, we we were able to like adjust and place really well. Yeah, because you guys had like a couple games in round robin. I know you weren't like super thrilled with, right? I think you guys had like a tough loss in the one game late in the game and a couple games where normally were a little easier for you guys. You guys may have had a bit, bit more challenge, but by playoffs, you guys were like absolutely buzzing. And I think it just took like four games for that chemistry to like just click in. Yeah, for sure. And you really couldn't stop us. I'm not going to be cocky here, but you couldn't stop us once we got going. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say one player that you guys added that I've always thought that was a, is a pure goal scorer, um, you know, kind of like, uh, Blake Bennett is Frankie Melton. Like every time he's on a team, that guy will put the puck in the back of the net too. And I think adding him too with your guys's core, like your guys's core is, I mean, you, you guys are dominant. You guys are great. And then you add in Pat Maroon and Frankie Melton. That's scary. Um, so that was, that. that's nice to see. But what was your guys like first initial thoughts? You guys got Pat, like what was kind of like going through your guys' minds? Like, oh, this is, this is sick. We just got bigger or what? I personally didn't even know we had Pat until I walked into the locker room for the first game. So <laughs> that's that. That's on you, though. <laughs> I yeah. feel like that one's on you. Yeah, I literally walked into the locker room to Pat Room getting massage from his from his Tampa Bay Lightning trainer. I was just like so confused. That's yeah, I was like, uh, this is going to be interesting. Like, I don't know if the guy hates me. Does he even know who I am? Like, <laughs> you know, like playing with me? Or like, I don't know. It's Go with the flow kind of thing. You guys said, though, I remember talking to you. You guys said he was, like, a pretty big presence, though. Like, even in the locker room and stuff, like, he takes it pretty seriously. because He's there, right, spending his time that he doesn't have to be there, and he's there. So, like, I'm sure he's taking it seriously, making sure you guys are all ready to play. And I'm sure it's a huge help getting you to where you guys got. Yeah, no doubt. He, he would have every, like, anyone who stepped out of the locker room, he would, like, have someone go get them and be like, like, yo, everyone come back here for a quick sec, like, I got something to say. Just want like free game speech every time, every time. Yeah. And like, it actually, it actually like helped out a lot. Like they just got us going like right from the, the, from the start of the game. Yeah. I mean, even, even after games, he would, we would go out to lunch. He would come with us. So like we felt like he actually cared. So he treated, treated the team one day actually too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's unbelievable. That's sick. So I feel like you guys always end up playing black ice. It's just inedible. It's always, it's going to happen. Um, what's your guys are going into the semifinals. You guys played them in the semifinals. You know, you guys added, you know, he got Pat Maroon probably feel a little more confidence now, especially what you guys are talking about. Um, do you guys feel more confident going into that game, you know, with, you know, the addition to him or what was going through your guys' minds, you know, playing against them uh, that you guys always consistently do? Um, I mean, it's definitely in your mind, you know, like yeah. you're definitely thinking about it, that Pat Maroon is going to be a huge, like forward, like a huge threat on the, on the offensive side of the rink. And I don't know. I mean, I, I came out there late, unfortunately. Yeah, so that, yeah. that was already in my head. I was like, oh my 
oh, I might be like messing this whole thing up for the boys at the playoffs, and I'm I'm not even out there for the first shift, and now they like we're down one nothing. Yeah. Where was Joey D? Where were you at? Yeah, you're saying. <laughs> no, I got we we didn't have like two we didn't have enough room in the car, so I got oh, left dude. at the hotel. Oh. And <laughs> what? Was, oh, that was too good. So like somebody who already went to the rink had to like come back and get me and I think it was me and Eula who were both. Yeah, this is a lie. They woke up late. We didn't. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say what? How do you you and Mueller both defensemen? You're gonna carry two D men like. Oh yeah, you guys yeah. got to stay behind. <laughs> like no, figure it out. That's I don't wrong. know. So we didn't go into the game like thinking that at all. Like oh, this is black guys. Like we play these guys all the time. Like we always play these guys in playoffs. We kind of just went into the game just to play the game. Like we didn't. I don't know. We didn't have that thought wavering over our heads. Like yeah, this is black guys. Like we just showed up. So. Yeah, yeah. So I think it, you guys kind of go back and forth, right? Like you'll get a win, they get a win, you get a win, they get a win. So really it's like any given, you know, not to take the movie reference, any given Sunday that happened on that day where, you know, it can it can really go either way. And it usually comes down to one or two shots that decide the game. And that's what it came down to in that one, which that place went crazy after that uh, that overtime goal. So exactly. that was definitely something. Yeah. For me personally, I think – uh, this, this may have been like one of the first times that I've never felt down to black ice. Like I've never had that negative mentality in my head, like kind of lingering where, where I was like, Oh, if we get, if we, if we go down one, nothing, there's no way we're winning. Like I was, I was like really confident and I, I felt like we can really step up and take this game away. And, you know, it, it really came down to the wire, but we were able to do it and pull it out. So. Obviously, everybody's happy. Even the, even the fans were like a little surprised. I'm, I bet, especially with our short bench too. Yeah. Did, so, so you guys go into the championship game. You guys are playing Carshield. Carshield's. I feel like Carshield's won it like the last two or three years in a row. Or, um, you know, confidence stay the same for you guys. Everything stays the same. Or you guys, you know, relate to that game, Joey? Or you guys, you know, on time? No. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I was back back to normal schedule. <laughs> Were were you guys those? Were you guys pretty surprised though? You guys came. I mean, you guys came out hot. I mean, I you that three yeah. rip, and then you know it's kind of pretty much like uh, you know, it's your guys's game. You know, you guys controlled it from there. Were you guys pretty surprised that you guys came out that hot, or you know, just the confidence you guys had through the whole weekend just led into that? I feel like we were all just like fired up, like yeah, ready, we ready came to into go. That game hot, yeah, we came into that game really hot. I had no no like. No negative thoughts going in at all. Like, I was – no confidence issues. Like, I've, I kind of expected that to happen. Yeah. As, as good as as good of a team as Carshield is, I was just – I think we really – like, everybody stepped up, and then we really wanted it. So, that's what it comes down. What's, what's interesting about that game is you guys had a lot of, like, goals, which you typically don't see in a championship game, like a high-scoring game like that. But you guys also just – possess the shit out of the puck the entire game and i think that's what frustrated car shield because they kept running they would get kind of horny when they got the puck try to go take a shot at it missed the net boom it went back the other way and then it, you guys wound up burying on every chance and i think we would be doing injustice here if we didn't say that keith johnson was unreal in that game like he played unbelievable the entire time i remember like he made 10 or like 10 10 bell saves like in that game so that's a huge yeah. also knowing that you can make maybe a mistake and keith's gonna be there to bail you out yep against a team full of shooters no less yeah that was <laughs> game changer 
you boys went to you guys went to all three tournaments. You guys went to Narch, right? Everyone. Yeah. yeah. You know, even Anne. Uh, you know, you can answer this question too. Um, but which one? Well, you know, from you guys, stand it out. Like, you know, did you have the most fun as a team? Like, you guys remembered the most. You know, out of State Wars, Narch, and Tours. Um, you know, which one? Which one was your guys' funnest tournament? You looking back on this whole summer? I would, yeah. I mean, I would say Tours personally, tours. just because the locker room and like, I mean, other than us winning, like the locker room was just very tight. It was a tight knit group. We had a lot of fun. So, Do you guys, I, you know, I always I, I ask players this a lot going into the Palma Pro. Like a lot of people put a lot of pressure on the Palma Pro. It's the most money. It's the last of the tournament. It's the invitational and stuff. Do you guys feel more pressure going into that that tournament, or do you guys feel pretty, you know, like very confident? You guys, you know, just won a pro championship. Um, what were your guys' nerves going to that, you know, into the Palma Pro? Uh, I don't know. I feel definitely a little bit more nervous coming into that game just because the teams are a lot more well built coming into the end of the end of the summer. Uh, it just seems a little bit more serious, you know, for me. Yeah. yeah, I try not to think about those things, but it is very hard. And there, it it does put a little bit of pressure on your back knowing that there's so much money at stake and like you just want to play your best game you possibly could. No matter yeah. whether it's playoffs or, or just round robin games like you. You gotta win out, basically. Like it's yeah, and a perfect example. A perfect example is when you guys were playing Sweden. They got they gave you guys a game, and like you yeah. could tell, like you know, they're a team that started out slow. They got kind of beat up a little bit in a couple games, and then they play you guys, and they gave you a game. They gave us a game too with North Park. So they were a team that, like you're saying, like over as the tournament went on they got better and better and better and every team is built better at that tournament you know generally speaking so um one thing you know at palmer pro did you guys i mean again we talk about it all the time with the locations and stuff like that what did you think of the rink and everything you know kind of going around the rink um i know that you know personally for me i felt like the rink got better as the tournament went along i know they faced some challenges in the beginning but did you guys ha have that any effect on your game or did you guys just not even think about it um, honestly, I don't really think about that too much. So it didn't really affect me that much, at least. Yeah, no, that's probably... I know you had fun after, Frankie. <laughs> you know that. You Frankie, know give us a story. Give us a story from, uh, you know, you can give us a story, right? Yeah, Beer Sword. Tell us about it. How did it Yeah, yeah, you may... I, I saw that, yeah. Tell <laughs> us about the Beer Sword. Okay, uh, so that kind of started in Cali at Narch. Uh, we just got bored. It was after the tournament, after the games. It was like the last day. And like everybody's leaving the next day. So everybody, we're all just hanging out drinking. And we, we made a beer gun first. And then like we were just like, hey, let's let's take pictures with everybody just to like make memories. And then State Wars came around. We had the same group. So then we just decided to do the same thing, but switch it up. And just kind of like for memories, just have fun. How many rolls of tape did you use on that thing? Surprisingly, one roll clear. No, I no mean, more. No. That had to be what, like four or five feet tall, like from the ground up. Yeah, it, it was pretty big. It was, I should say that. It's going to be bigger next year, so it don't matter. So this is going to be a reoccurring tournament thing for Frankie Gyrak is the beer sword. Yeah, I mean, I think it the people to, love it, dude. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. Love it. dude, nunchucks one time, beer swords, whatever you got. Dude, throw them in the comments. What, what do we want to make next? That's a good idea, actually. All right, boys. 
before I want to talk a little bit about uh, you know, how your guys' season in Europe, but before we go, uh, this past summer, looking back, who's one player that stood out to you guys, whether it's on your team or uh, just on any other team in the pro division? It's a good question. I thought personally, Jack O'Hannison just, uh, you know, I know that last game he played in the round robin helped, but uh, he just went off and pretty insane, you know, just for the border cats thought he played really sick. Yeah. Uh, Being at that age too, in 2000, was it 2005, 2006? Yeah, he was like 05 or 04. Yeah, yeah. 05, yeah. Yeah, it's very Um, impressive. Coming out against the Palma Pro is like his, basically his debut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Who would you guys think? Any players come to mind when you guys, you know, who stood out to you this summer or anybody even on your team? Like, I think one player that has a consistent summer every year. Keith Johnson, like yeah. he's an absolute stud. <laughs> like one of the funnest players to watch. He's just like, dude, he's insane. He's just so athletic too. And he's an even better locker room guy too. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's he doesn't even think so. That's the yeah. greatest thing. Like he, he like puts himself down half the time. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, boys. That was on me. If we if we win a game by a goal or something, he's, <laughs> he's always apologizing. But we love Who- him. In the Roadrunners locker room, who's like the uh, I guess you could say like uh, like the clown or the goof who's getting the people going? Is it, is it Frankie? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that face explained that answer. Yeah, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with yeah, actually, yeah, Jordan Mueller. Not me. I'm gonna go with Mueller. Mueller, because he's been with us a few years now. Like yeah. Frank, Frankie's the new, he's the newest guy. I'm the I'm the base. Uh, okay, okay. you a little shy in the locker room, Frankie. Get no, his, I'm not shy. He's just getting his feet wet right now. Yeah, yeah. In the right. in the, your junior for for your junior team for State Wars, Frankie was definitely not shy. He was every Snapchat, every Instagram story was him dancing or singing and thinking he's Jack Harlow, like just you know, just, just doing his thing. So yeah, there you go. See, I knew he was gonna do that at some point. Oh man, you're nuts. Yeah, honest, though, I I don't have. Like off the thought of my head right now, I, I can't really name too many players that kind of stood out to me. This Damn, Frankie's Frank, like, like really no one did that. Yeah, that like, is savage. Damn, I, honestly, I respect that answer more than anything. Like that is so don't go. Yeah, no, I mean, Pat Maroon did pretty pretty unbelievable at Thor's. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, it's I, I don't really think about that. Yeah, to be no, I feel you. Do you do you guys like sticking around and watching games like after you guys you know if you guys are out or anything or you guys just kind of want to just go into the parking lot and just toss them back? Uh, it kind of depends on how bad I get beat up in the game. <laughs> that's a good that's, point. That's a good point. Yeah. It depends how I think I performed or how the team did overall, but usually I love being at the rink and for sure watching other games and you know the the, the rivalries are just insane. Like yeah. in the moment, you just you love to see the tournament like get better and better as we go on during the week. So, and especially like I remember at State Wars, there were you know a couple blowouts, but they're most of the games are pretty close, right? Like, and a couple upsets too, which always makes things interesting. Like, when you see the standings, like you have an idea of what the standings are going to look like, and then there's an upset, and it's like shit that completely yeah. flips everything. And now it's like 
you had a game that maybe was not as important. Now it's a win to get in situation and things like that. So it definitely creates like an atmosphere. And I guess that's what I was getting at with. Like, I felt like at state wars this year, a lot of the teams did stick around and watch the games. I think it just was weird because the bar was upstairs, kind of like not in the rink, you know? So a lot of teams stayed up there, but I feel like a lot of teams did stick around this year to watch the games. Um, one thing I know, Rob, we were talking about maybe switching back to the, to the Euro stuff. Uh, Joey, do you see a major difference between the Spain league and the France league? Like as far as playing style goes, or do you think it's pretty similar? Um, for the most part, it's, uh, I don't know. It's like the, the competition level is like basically all the same, but there's something about it. I don't know. I don't know if it's the pace or the, like the, you guys got a pretty rowdy crowd, right? Oh, it's a tough answer. Like, oh, the yeah. fans are crazy here. Yeah, I've like I, I'm pretty. Yeah, I've, they look insane. Like some of the games are just like. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah, dude. After every penalty, they're screaming somebody's name. After you know, they're banging the drums. We got we got some some guy with like a a horn that I've yeah. never even heard but heard of before. Like, it's like a bike pump. Like yeah. what the hell? Is, look up there, and the guys just want yeah, just windmilling. Oh, like thing. one of the yeah yeah. So and is it just a Go ahead, Frankie. It's not even like the fans bring those. Like they have like the rank and the people who own the rank, they have drums set up all over the rank. Like if you walk around a rank like up above the seatings, there's drums everywhere. That's that's so sick. So is this um is this a small town you guys live in? It's a Verzone, right? Yeah, it's pretty small. It's yeah, very small. Yeah. Super small. small. Is it what is it compared to like um to the town you lived in in Spain, Joey? Uh it's it's honestly shoot like very similar. It's based it's basically the same size. Like um I don't I don't think like everybody knows everybody, like I how I used to speak about Trace Contos. But for for the most part, like the hot spot areas, like just like the the hangout spots or the nearby bars to go to, like just during the week or like with, with the team after practice or a game. That's all like the same concept. So there's there's only like one or two places that everyone goes to. Have you uh have you guys adopted like any favorite French food? France is France is known for like their food. I know Frankie, you're pretty picky, so I doubt you have. You're probably just eating pasta with butter. But uh Joey, no. you're more you, you explore <laughs> is that what you eat every day, probably, right? Literally chicken and rice. Chicken and rice? So you're so you're on that gains game, huh? It, nah, nah, don't get it twisted. I got a, I got a bag, I got a bag of chicken nuggets, dude. I got like a giant. <laughs> not right. not to, do, uh, but like, not, it's not like a real chicken and rice. It's, it's fucking chicken nuggets, like yeah. in rice, <laughs> chopped up. Yep. <laughs> you guys gotta explore more, man. Dude, I'm not eating snails out here, dude. No. <laughs> so you guys, you guys really don't like. Do you guys like the food out there, or is it just kind of mid? I mean, I'm enjoying it so far. I like- I'm able to a lot of stuff that I. I know that I enjoy eating uh-huh. more, a little bit more than Frankie. Like I, I'll, uh, you know, broaden my horizons a little. Bit. Yeah, I'm just a little. I'm just a little weird. I'm just definitely a little weird. Yeah. He's like he's like a no sauce with like French fries kind of guy. You know what I mean? Just like straight fries, no ketchup or anything. <laughs> stay, I stay at Merrigan's house one time. He knows he knows me like a book. Well, this, yeah, this guy's like he's. We go to Wawa after. <laughs> I think we all went to Wawa after the tournament, the ice tournament. 
And um, like we go back and Frankie has like, now they have those uh, disposable bags like you yeah. have to use now. Frankie had like three of them. Like uh, we all have one, Frankie had like three of them full of just like snacks and water and like all sorts of stuff in there. So the dude's like a human garbage disposal, but I love, I mean, it was fun. Like we went out in the city, like we had a blast, but that could be an after hours conversation, but we had a, we had a good night out, the boys. So like, uh, um, we have, we, we have this back at home, but my go-to food right now is uh, chicken cordon bleu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. We Frank, you got to try that. That's good. Yeah, you would probably yeah. like that. It's just chicken and cheese. Yeah, to, to be honest, though, like uh, the, the markets here are like very similar to the markets back home. So it hasn't been like too much of a problem, like food wise. Okay. So uh, what's your guys take us to like, you know, your, your, your typical day there? Like, do you guys have practice daily or um, what are you guys doing daily exploring and stuff? Or what's the day in the life of Joey D and Frankie? The first, the first like two, the first two weeks, me and Joey were kind of walking around a lot, uh, the city area. Uh, but mainly we kind of, we wake up a little late some days just because we don't have, we practice what, like three times a week? Yeah. Normally three times a week. Our schedule is always changing though. Like yeah. some, some days, like basically like the Mondays are optional and then like Wednesday, Friday is like our real like strict practices yeah and it's it's been kind of raining here a lot the last two weeks so we haven't been able to like get out and do too much so me and joe kind of like wake up shower uh you know toss a movie on relax a little bit and then maybe like we'll go get food or something so it hasn't been too crazy is uh who's who's the retail's the uh best team in the league right now right or top team in the standings okay yeah and I know they've been pretty, they've been like pretty dominant team in that league the last, I mean, like forever, it seems like the last 10 years. Uh, what is it like playing them? And like, what does it make them so, I guess, you know, just consistently so dominant? Is it the check, you know, the check core they have? Or, uh, you know, I know they're always a good team and you guys have gave them a good game. Uh, I would say their pace, their pace of play was very, it gave me like an ice hockey feeling. Like uh, I'd pick the puck off the, I'd like I'd shoulder check. There'd be nobody there, and then I'd pick the puck up, and there'd be two guys on me right away. So I would say the pace, the pace of their play was very hard. Uh, they were a very big team, so I mean that that was it for me basically. Yeah, just like the intensity of their, like they just they just take it to you like at every moment. Like they don't they don't back down for anything. And they, and plus moving the puck around. At like yeah. like Frankie said, at, at a fast pace, yeah. they're just they're just slinging the puck back and forth. Like they're, it's not really one guy like trying to do everything. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's, other than that, like me and Joey, me and Joey got pretty comfortable in from what I felt like. Me and yeah. Joey, me and Joey wasn't around that kid. You guys, yeah, like, they were able to, we're able to make anything happen basically against any any team that we face. Like, we're. There hasn't been a game where we don't have a point yet. So that's is, like there, a, is there a guy on your team that's like unexpectedly pretty good? Like you didn't really know much about. Yeah, I feel like you guys have a lot, like a pretty deep roster with the yeah, with the Italian, you know, Jansko there. Um, yeah, tell us about your guys' team. I mean, our team has been unex- unexpectedly like the player that we would say that's pretty good is our one defenseman, Jan. He's like a he's an offensive forward, but he's huge. Like he's he's maybe a little bit taller than I am. A uh, little bit skinnier, but he's just – he's got hands. He can skate the puck. He's very good. He, he just surprises us. 
Like he'll be back the whole game. Then one time he'll skate it up and we'll just be like, what just happened? Yeah. Uh, but our team is pretty well built. Like we have, you know, Delfino, he's absolutely gross, pure goal scorer. Uh, our leading scorer in the, in the Italian league last year. Yeah, he's, he's filthy. Uh, we have David. He plays defense right now, but he literally could play at offense at any time he wanted to. He's 100 feet tall. What, what's the over-under on how many Mohawks he does a game? Yeah. What'd you say? What's the over-under on Mohawks he does per game? We talk about that all the time. I don't know. Yeah, like, how could you not? <laughs> I think the over on 10 there. Yeah. He, That's, I think he does want a shift. Like I, yeah. I see him anytime he's on the sideboards, it's a mohawk, and I'm like, do it. So <laughs> he just we, he mohawked we, the whole way at Narch. I saw him go into yeah, end mohawking. I was like, is anyone gonna catch him? Was that the first year he kind of like came on the scene? Right when we practiced at the like Palmer rank and stuff. Yeah. Remember, we're like, who is this giant? He's just mohawking up the rank. He did it against us at State Wars when he was playing for Rank Rat, and I was like, give it. I was like chirping him, friendly chirping him. I was like, dude, how many more? times you can do that in the game and he scored off the one so then i couldn't say shit but he showed me that video yeah of course he did yeah of course <laughs> yeah dude i don't understand how it works because like i him and he's about to do it and i'm like that's not good. yeah it's you know i i saw that kale mccarr i know a lot of other players do but kale mccarr started doing it and i was like i guess it kind of works but it's just they get the defensemen get away so fast when they, I don't know when they do that sometimes, yeah. but his, his length definitely helps him with that. Cause he can hold the puck like 10 feet in front of him. You yeah. know what I mean? So he's, he's freakishly strong. Yeah. 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 What's uh, what's one of it. What's been your guys' favorite place you guys played at so far uh, that you guys been in France? I think so, so far for me, like size wise, like where I use my speed is, yes is Khan, where there's also another American player playing there, the goalie, Noah Vanderbeck. Oh, yeah. He's from Colorado. Right, yeah. Dogs lit him up a couple times. Yeah, it looks big. The The camera there is a little weird because it's a little dark, or maybe it yeah, just – I don't know if it's dark range. in there, but it looks <laughs> – that's the video. That's the place Joey fell into the boards, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what happened there, Joey? Like that that video is unbelievable. He just bam. <laughs> first of all, that hurts so bad. But I'm thinking, um, my knee just drilled the bottom of the boards. But my my foot got tied up with this. Like this guy, like if you watch it really slowly, you could see that the guy, like he does it on purpose. Like he swings his back foot so he can tie my yeah. So then, like, I could—I was still moving, like, pretty fast, so I couldn't even, like, turn my foot or anything. It was just completely locked. So then I had no other choice but to just go into the wall. Like, okay, that sucks. Yeah, that, that looked yeah. like it hurt. Frankie sent it to us. That's, like, yeah, that's going up with this podcast drop. Yeah. <laughs> I threw it on our TikTok. I was like, oh, I got to th- wait to throw this up on Instagram. We got it on the TikTok, Frankie. Yeah, I sent it to him. Don't worry. Uh, I, I- some fun making that in my room for like 15 dude it, it will be part of this pod don't worry it, it, we just can't throw it up there randomly I wouldn't appreciate it without that story so it'll be it'll be good um do you guys when you guys go to these different rinks and you guys play an american player uh do you guys like you know meet up with them and go hang out with them do you guys have that time or um do you guys hang out with anybody if you're friends with them i know like burgers out there as well too uh, we didn't have too much time when Burger came out here because they drove back right away. Uh, and we were going to get him to stay with us, but I think he ended up 
having to do something. I don't know what, something came up with him. Uh, but man, I think, when do we go there? Do you know? I don't know. When, when we go there, I think we're going to end up staying there for a day or two. I'm not too sure. Okay. But we have too much yet. Like uh, when we played con, before we played con, we went and like got coffee with a few guys. Like yeah. it all depends if like, if like certain guys like willing to stay. Yeah. And pay pay the money to find his own way back to his city. Yeah. But is it usually like a train or something? Yeah, it's just it's usually a train, but it's rough for uh, like let's just say Burger because Burger's like on the other side of Paris. It's like six hours. But he would have to literally take like a train to Paris and Paris to here. That's pretty like cool. like an all day train. Yeah. Yeah. It, de- it depends on how how bad the struggle would be to get back home. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, a uh, yeah, especially just there. I mean, you're in a whole foreign country, and you have like eight hours away. That's uh, that's tough. Stay just for a couple of days. Um, for sure. I got I got one last one for you guys here. So you guys do things a little different in Europe as far as like you play one game and that's it, right? Versus when you guys were playing Paiha, it's like four games in a day on the East Coast. That's how we play these little festival style games. Do you prefer one way over another? Do you like having just the one? longer game what are they 25 are they 25 minute periods or are they 20 25 yeah so do you like having that one long game or do you like being able to play the shorter style kind of tournament style i would, i definitely prefer tournament style like i wish we could play two or three games in a weekend yeah it would make the season you know not not be so prolonged and yeah we wouldn't have to be here until june <laughs> yeah <laughs> Five games or so. I don't really mind it too much, but like what he basically what he said, like I agree. With since I said. since I've been through it already, like the last the last two years, like I just I don't know. I felt like the the weeks off are kind of pointless sometimes. Like it's it's nice to have some some travel time and like you know go explore and see new areas, but it just too much time. Too much, yeah. Too much, time. too much for like a short amount of games. Yeah, a small amount. Yeah. And it's not like you're playing like in the middle of the week, like the NHL, like you have so much downtime being a player, but you're playing three games a week. So you guys are literally just playing Saturdays for the most part. Right. They have rec leagues there or anything like at your guys's rink. No, we don't have any rec leagues at all. Honestly, we just have like our N N one and N three team. Yeah. It's like the, the lower division teams, but not like we can go practice them, but it's just like, yeah. In Spain, they have that, but certain areas, certain areas, like not every team has like an affiliate or whatever to play in it, or yeah. or like players who are in the elite division like aren't allowed to play sometimes. Yeah. So, like I know Max Max Halverson and Jordan Mueller were able to do it they when should. they were in Barcelona. They would they would have like a few a few games where they would just help out. Uh, you know, they would they would be with like Juan Pa and. Whoever else just just kind of having fun, like more rink time, but it's different in, every, in like every area. So, yeah. Or the Eagles game right now. It's yeah, just... I was gonna say that was gonna be my last one. <laughs> Who do you got today, Frank? Birds or what? Birds, dude. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big rivalry game, dude. What? You still got a while. We have what about two hours until the birds. So you guys, you better get some espresso, espresso in you or something. Stay awake, man. Oh, dude, I'll be chilling, dude. Me and Joe, we don't go to bed till like three thirty in the morning half the time, so we'll be up there. So, Joe, are you gonna be are you gonna be a Birds fan today or what? 
don't know. Who are they playing? Cowboys. Boys. All right, yeah. All right, yeah, can... go birds. <laughs> there Dude, we go. I'm wearing a Astros hat. It looks like a Cowboys hat. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of fucked. You're wearing the Astros hat, to be honest. Texas. With you. Yeah, get yeah. that out of there. <laughs> there All you right. go. All right, boys. Well, thank you guys for joining the pod. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. You know, I uh, your guys is game. Your guys is league sick because it's very accessible to watch. Like you can watch any game and everything. So that's like one of the cool things. Uh, I think one of the games I checked out was the. You guys played. You guys played Thomas Woods. I haven't seen him play in a while. It was uh, what's that team named Phoenix or something? Orange, Reese, Orange, Reese, Orange, Orange. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was a point night for you guys. That was a sick game to watch. But yeah, one thing about the cool thing about you guys is you guys can watch any game. So, um, you know, thank you guys for joining the pod and good luck the rest of the way. Hopefully, we'll see you guys this summer too. Oh, for sure. And definitely see you soon. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Good luck, boys. We'll see you, boys. Catch up.